Welcome to episode 24 of Power Up Podcast. I'm your host, Gobbs. Gobbo to the licious luscious. Uh, we got Christopher Nerf Hockaday. Uh, he's, he'll be joining us momentarily. He's parking his car. Thank God. And special guest today, Coach Kevin Garcia, who is, uh, you know, a, a self-known success philanthropist, um, billionaire president. How's it going, Kevin? Good. How are you, Gobbs? I'm doing great. Good. Thanks. All right, so today we're discussing um, when it comes to, that's great, that's going to be loud. Um, we're going to hold a second. Thanks. That was Chris's truck. Um, we're discussing three different topics, um, and they all are related, directly related. So we're discussing practice, training, and competing, and how that applies to CrossFit and what most gyms, including our gym, falls the categories that we fall into, and um, also the difference between the three. Uh, so we like to start the topics nice and broad, and just kind of go over like what what is practice. So we'll ask Kevin. Kevin, to you, what's what's practice? Practice is spending time with the sole purpose of getting better at a specific movement and or a technique. Um, the the point is not necessarily speed or as many repetitions as possible or anything like that. The point is to get perfection or as close as we can to attaining perfection within a given movement. Yeah, perfect. I, I totally agree. So practice is just taking extra time to get better at something. It doesn't mean it's probably not high intensity and it's probably relative to doing the actual movement or whatever it is, um, somewhat monotonous or boring. Um, training. What's training? To me, training is the next evolution of practice where you take what you've practiced you start applying it towards the modality of competition. It's not competition, but you're training for that. So you're pushing yourself to the limit. You might be sacrificing technique um, for the sake of speed or, or even hitting a max rep potentially. Not that that's always good for the body, but uh, training is where you start to find what your red line is, how do you compete at that high level, or how do you sustain that high level throughout your training time. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, training, the intensity is going to be a little bit higher. We're starting to practice for playing our, our, the game or the sport where we're actually doing movements at a higher intensity. But with training, there's, um, the, there's a goal in mind or there is um, like a pre... Uh, predisposition can't think of the word anyway you go yeah there, there's a predetermined mindset when you're in training that like you're like okay you know i'm going to do this today we'll, we'll get into that more in a second um and then competing pretty self-explanatory yeah it's self all rules are out the door this is self-explanatory yeah do what you got to do to get on the podium um move as fast as you can avoid no reps um but you know kind of execute what you've been spending your time practicing and training there you go. Competing. It's showtime. All right. So now there's no more training. There's no more practice. It's now you get to showcase how good you actually practice and train and if it's going to pay off or not. Chris is with us. Chris, we've started. Say what's up. That's a lot of work. As you can see, Chris just brought a bench over here, so I'm surprised he didn't snatch it. <laughs> well, you gotta Why did you choose to not go with a bench snatch today, Chris? Because I had to move it out through a door. Ah. Training yeah, to move it out through your door. Well, I mean, the only way I carry a bench is by snatching it. So, anyways, yeah. So we're just talking. We're we're going over the training, practice training, competing. All right. So let's bring this into. We'll relate it to CrossFit, our gym, or probably most CrossFit gyms in general. 
Um, and I would say, I would endeavor to say that most of the athletes in CrossFit gyms, everyone, members, we refer to them as athletes. So everyone that comes into our doors is considered an athlete. So this isn't like the competitors, that's different, right? So every person that comes in our gym and is doing our workouts, I would say that majority of them are competing on a daily basis. Would you agree? Agree. Whether it's with themselves, the whiteboard, whatever, but they are competing in some shape or form. Yeah. So, um, and what we mean by that is usually they're coming in, like Kevin said, it's like a whiteboard thing where they're looking at the whiteboard, they're looking at other people's times, and they're saying, you know, I am trying to beat that. You know, uh, there's their, their, their buddy who's in good shape and they're always competing got a three minute Fran time, and you're like, all I care about is sub three. Like, as long as I can beat Kevin, I could care less about anything else. When If I move like crap, it's fine as long as I freaking beat him. Okay, so that's competing. And that, uh, we're going to talk about why um, the difference between the three and why competing can be detrimental. There's a saying that um, is an endurance athlete saying, um, I think it's like for triathlons or something, that you can actually compete yourself out of shape. And that's just from competing too much. So, like, if you did a triathlon, you know, every weekend, and we're giving 100% every weekend or, you know, a couple times a week, eventually your body's going to break down. It's not going to be able to continue perform at that high level. And that's where we leave place for, you know, fatigue, injury, getting burnt out, um, all these negative things that can be associated with just playing the game. I mean, for a perfect example, look at, you know, any professional athlete or specifically football players, the average career for those guys is about three to four years. And that's just because playing the actual game takes such a toll on their bodies that it's not something that they can do for longevity. So um, we'll start from the beginning and kind of work our way up. Uh, So just talking specifically about practice and why it's important to take time to actually practice. And I think this is something that the athletes in our gym um, do the least. So, you know, I'd say we're competing 85, 90% of the time and then spending maybe five to 10% on practice and five to 10% on training. And it, it all starts with the goal in mind and the mentality. Um, so we'll talk about why training or sorry, why practice is just so important for the success of the overall athlete, whether you want to compete or not. Um, so wh- why is it important to train or to practice? Go ahead. Um, what do you think? What you say? Why is it important to practice? Oh, so... Um, what, what's the point? Like, why should I practice? I'm already a pretty good athlete. Like, why, why do I need to practice? Like, that, for me, like, give me a reason. Basically, uh, in a general sense of anything, um, if you don't practice, either your skills may diminish uh, without the knowledge of yourself, uh, well, without you knowing, basically. Um, practicing to make something perfect later on. Uh, with, there's um, a saying that you must, I think it's practice something over a thousand times or else it could be more I forgot 10,000 hours 10,000 hours 10,000 hours and that would make you a master at that specific practice so like if you take for example like a a karate um, um, karate athlete uh, they're not going to just stop once they get to a a blue belt I don't know a whole lot about karate actually it happens to be a karate studio right here but it's just another thing Um, 
It's a bad example. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just keep going. Um, wherever you're going to be at, it. you want to get better at your, your specific skill or practice. Uh, practice in this case, we're talking about is just athletes like CrossFit athletes. Um, there's a lot of things that you have to practice to get good at to be a well-rounded athlete. Um, if you're just thinking of performing all the time, that, in a general sense, can be kind of applied to exercise versus training. Your uh, exercise is kind of a general thing that gets thrown at you. It's kind of something that you kind of go through the motions, kind of get your workout in, but it's not specific to your training. Um, training, in a sense, you're targeting your, your weaknesses. Um, this is where that practicing part comes in. We're, we're sticking on practice. What? Practice. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so this is where that practice part comes in. You're practicing the specific things that you're not entirely that great at. You're trying to make that into your, your strengths instead of your weaknesses, if they are your weaknesses right now. Um, plus, if you just don't practice, you may lose your uh, um, kind of awareness of how that specific movement or your sport kind of uh, plays out. Um, yeah, for example, um, I've only ridden dirt bikes this year once. First time I went up to Sand Dunes to ride it, I was kind of like, oh my god, this is gonna, this is pretty scary right now. I haven't rode a dirt bike in a while. Because um, you were out of practice. Yeah, I didn't even ride it for a whole year. So Practice. Practice also brings a comfort level. Um, let's switch this over to Kev. So I'm going to give you a scenario, and then we'll see what your opinion is. So let's say... You have me, and I'm an athlete, and you are in charge of me, and you see me, and um, one of our goals is there's a workout that has like four rounds of 15 chest bars and a bunch of, like, you know, a couple other movements running or what have you, but we'll focus on the chest bars. And so my goal, and we've come to an agreement, you know, my goal is to get this workout with doing the five rounds of these 15 chest bar pull-ups unbroken. But I'm at a point where I can do five chest bars unbroken. Um, and I'm a stubborn athlete, so I'm like, you know what, like Kevin, I just need to keep hitting this workout and just keep doing it, and that's going to get me to get these 15 chest bars. What are you going to say, and bring it back around to that practice thing? Well, okay, so there's a couple things here, right? The, the old age-old adage that practice makes perfect is true, right? Continuing to do something will make you better at something. But to your point earlier, continuously doing something, especially at the point of failure just ingrains poor habits. So this is true in every sport. Squatting, golf swings, chest bar pull-ups. If you do them tired and you insist on doing them tired, you're going to get sloppy, you're going to learn bad technique, you're not going to get efficient. So you'd be better off taking that time. You're a strong athlete. I already know you can do a strict ring muscle up. You can do strict pull-ups, large sets. You can do weighted pull-ups. If you're not getting 15 chest bar pull-ups unbroken, it's probably because you don't have a good kip and you're not efficient with your hip movement. So instead of trying to do 15 pull-ups over and over, we roll back to start of the progression, which is working on our kip. From the kip, we learn that butterfly motion. From the butterfly becomes longer, so it's a chest bar. You also have to build up endurance. Just because you can do something once doesn't mean you can do it 15 times. CJ can back squat 375. He's not gonna back squat 375 15 times. There's a, there's a limit to everything we can do. So the best athletes can get better. Rich Froning failed climbing ropes, which is a very easy movement for a lot of people several years ago, five years ago now, maybe six in the CrossFit Games. Now it's a strength of his. Matt Frazier, 
couldn't climb a pegboard, couldn't do strict handstand push-ups, or sorry, deficit handstand push-ups. Cost him the CrossFit Games to Ben Smith. He went back, he practiced. He's not going to mess up that anymore. So you have to go back and practice your weaknesses, either turn them into strengths or at least eliminate them being a weakness as much as possible. Absolutely. That's good stuff. So, like, if we're not efficient at a movement or, you know, we can't do 21 thrusters unbroken if you're trying to do Fran, um, one of the worst things you can do is just continually try to do that workout. Or, you know, I had an example of this on a previous podcast. If my goal is to deadlift 300 pounds and my max deadlift is 250, I'm not going to go to a 300-pound bar and try to pick it up every day instead of, like, I'm never going to get it. I'm not going to develop the right, the proper mechanics or strength to actually pick the bar up. I might get really strong at the starting position of a deadlift, just absolutely pointless. So where practice comes in is now we're going to break down the movement or step back a little bit, like Kevin said, and it's like, all right, let's lighten the weight. Let's go to, you know, 150 pounds and let's do reps there. Let's do slower reps. Let's focus on the eccentric movement. Let's, you know, let's slow it down, break it apart, make it better, make it stronger. That's practice. So we're, we're reinforcing good movement patterns to help get better at the movement. All right. So this is where it starts. This is where any training program should start is with, you know, we're teaching practice. If you get a, an athlete that comes in your doors or comes in our doors that can't do a pull-up, I'm not going to have them jump on the pull-up bar and be like, hey, just keep trying. And, you know, one day, hopefully you'll, you'll get up there, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how to do a pull-up, but hopefully you just make it. Um, so training is super, or sorry, uh, practice is super important. All right, now the next step is where do we, you know, once we've practiced a lot, and um, you know I'm, we're starting to get better with movements. The next step is going to be training, and so the difference between training and competing—they're um, a little bit more similar than um, practice and training. But so it's like, okay, now let's transfer the practice I've been doing into training. Okay, so how are we going to execute that? So when we're training in the gym, what's up, Chris? Hey, Chris Ogden, shout out to you, buddy. We're recording a cup podcast. He's walking in the door right now. I know you're going to be listening later, so I'm shouting you out. Yeah, Chris. Um, and so when we're training, training should be to maximize our performance, to make it, it – I'm not looking at my session that day going, how can I get the best possible time, you know, by trying to cut corners or by trying to, you know, make the movement not as long or whatever that looks like that's competing so with training we need to have the mindset and we'll go back to that 15 chests of our thing okay well i've been working with kevin now we've been practicing i've been working my strict pull-ups um, just developing strength and now i can do 12 unbroken chest bars my goal is 15 but now we're training so it's like okay we're going to try the wad again but instead of just hey let's go out balls to the walls i can only do 12 unbroken pull-ups not 15 Kevin, as my coach, and hopefully I'm smart enough to listen to him, is probably going to tell me, hey, your goal for today is... Yeah, you're going to get through the workout as fast as possible. We're not here to max out our set of chest bars. So you're going to do three sets of five to stay fresh to get through the workout, right? It's five rounds. If you can only do 12, even if you can do 12 and three singles, you're not going to sustain that through all five rounds. Let's be smart. Let's move fast. The goal is a quick time, not can you do 15 pull-ups. Absolutely. And that's training. Is He's given me a goal. Now my job, or you know, you can assess this yourself, is to stick with that throughout the entire workout. So now it does not become a, how can I get this done the quickest way possible, even if I'm going to singles, or if my reps look like crap, or if my chest is almost touching the bar, but not quite, but I'm gonna count it anyways. Um, 
it has become training where it's like there is a set goal in mind for that workout and it's not do this the fastest most <clears throat> dangerous way you can it's you're gonna do sets of fives and if you get tired guess what you're gonna rest a little bit longer until you are confident that you're getting an, another set of five every time you go up on that pull-up bar right that's training because it's we don't have the mentality of competing in mind where it's like go as quickly as you possibly can and we're gonna be happy with that it's like no this is we're breaking down the workout and the movement to eventually, not today, but five, six months down the road, make it so I can eventually crush that workout. But it's not about that day. It's about the future. So training is always looking towards a, a future goal. So we're looking at something else. You know, it's like we're, we're trying to make it better for when we actually are at game day. Okay, so when we're training, it's super important that we have a goal in mind and that our goal is not to beat someone it's not to get the fastest time it's not to shave reps it and when we train we shouldn't care about any of that stuff so if you're looking at the whiteboard looking at beating people it should never you shouldn't care about that when you're actually training if you want to get maximize your results in the gym especially with what we do in crossfit when you're in here it should be the other way around we're 90 or sorry we're most of the time when you're doing a wad you're training so I, goal in mind, execute that goal. Don't worry about what the board says. Yeah. Because if you get sucked into the whiteboard, it's just going to make you so much worse. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, it, it, it can work two ways. Well, there probably more ways, but we're going to take two perfect examples. So um, Kevin and I are, 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 we're similar in shape and we're doing Fran. And um, he did it earlier in the morning and he got three minutes. And I come in later in the afternoon and I'm like, okay. I want to get three minutes. I want to beat Kevin. Like, I don't really care about my time. I just want to beat him. So there's two ways this can go. So during the workout, I realized that I'm not on pace to beat Kevin. What's the thought that's going to cross my mind if I'm not on pace to beat Kevin and my only goal is to beat Kevin? Well, this is, I'm supposed to do a set of 15, but 11 sounds good to me. In the long run, that's just making you worse. Or you start even if it's not as dramatic as shaving reps, which is a huge deal, nobody should do that. Um, I'm gonna start, mo the movement standards are no longer gonna be as good. So I'm not reaching full extension or full depth in my squat or what have you. Um, so it, it leaves way for that. On the other side of that, let's say I'm crushing Kevin and I am on pace to have a two minute and 15 second Fran time. But my goal for that day was just to be Kevin. So guess what I'm gonna do now when I look at the board or look at the clock and I'm almost done with the workout and I'm on my set of nines and I've got freaking a minute. It, I got a minute to spare. Yeah. You're gonna oh, I'm gonna you can, yeah. Exactly. So you're, you're not gonna get the training modality you're targeting and I'll even say that goes a third way is we always talk about the physical aspect of training but there is a very, very big mental piece to it too. And if you go in with the only goal in mind to beat someone every day, and let's say I've been doing CrossFit for three weeks and you've been doing CrossFit for three years, but my goal is to beat you. I'm not going to beat you. I shouldn't beat you with three years experience versus three weeks experience. I start to get discouraged. Mental fatigue is just as bad as physical fatigue. If you in your head say, I can't do it, you're not going to do it. So don't necessarily worry about that stuff. The last thing you should do when you leave the gym is look at the whiteboard, not before. It's fine to benchmark yourself. You want to see improvement, but going in with that modality of I'm just here to beat so-and-so or post a certain time a certain time is one thing yes you want to post a certain time as long as it's within the realm of possibility but 
But yeah, shaving reps to do it or sandbagging it because you were going to beat it by a mile, both have physical detriments, but don't forget about the mental side of it as well. Yeah, so training is super important for making us in the long run better athletes and better competitors down the road, yeah. right? Because you're not gonna get better at competing by just competing, you're actually gonna get worse. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll try to segue this into the next one. So perfect ex example is let's say, um, you know, on the whiteboard, the workout of the day is we have 185 pound shoulder to overheads and we have an athlete that comes in. We'll, we'll use Kevin as an example because we keep using it. Kevin can do a, a 200 pound shoulder to overhead. That's his max. And today the workout has a few rounds of eight reps at 280 or 185. Well, Kevin's stubborn and he, Kevin says, I can RX the workout but he's gonna have to set it down five times in those eight reps, right? And he just cost it, he turned the workout, he changed the stimulus of the workout, and now it's taking him way longer. Well, in the long run, Kevin actually did himself no favors. He's not gonna get better from it. He's not gonna get stronger from what he did. All he's doing is satisfying his ego. So his ego is gonna be happy because he might get that RX next to his name, but at what sacrifice? Well, now he sacrificed probably good technique, posture, safety, and workout stimulus. Most CrossFit workouts are meant to be done at high intensity. That's where science says the best results happen. He's sacrificed that now. Instead, a smarter way to go, and this is training, and this is where it, that old saying of check your ego at the door comes with Kevin. All right, I know that my max is only 15 pounds over today's load. We're gonna scale back and this is where a coach can help you too, and I'm gonna use 135 pounds instead. Well, now Kevin's able to do it unbroken, and he maintains high intensity throughout the entire workout. Well, guess what? Which one is he gonna get, which one are you gonna get better from? Yeah, absolutely. You, doing that intensity, is that's the whole point of CrossFit, is, is to maintain that high intensity throughout the duration of the workout. Now, there's a difference between high intensity and high speed, right? So if I were to do that workout with just a 45 pound barbell, Yes, I went fast, but that is not high intensity. There's a balance between moving a weight that keeps our, our body taxed, but something that we can move with quickly, efficiently, and, uh, and safely. Absolutely. So now segueing, um, and you know, I could talk all day about this, and I'm trying to keep this podcast a little bit shorter. Um, now, let's say Kevin, same workout, same strength um, limitation, or whatever he has, yep. he, same thing. Um, but he's competing. There's a competition now. Well, guess what? Yeah. There's no scaling. There's no, he has to do 185. And this is because he's competing and he doesn't really have a choice. Either when you compete, either you can or can't. There's not a scale. Right? If you scale, then you are disqualified in most any competition I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So now Kevin doesn't have a choice. What it's going to come down to is what has he done in the past preparing for this competition to help him get through this barbell movement or to get through this workout. And if he's not prepared for it, then he's gonna perform at whatever his performance level is. And if that's, he can barely shoulder to overhead 185. Mason, what's up? Mason, we're recording the podcast. Have See you, I get to be in the podcast? Yeah. Now. Love it. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're, you're gonna hear yourself, so shout out to Mason. Shout out to Gobs and Kevin. Yeah, thanks brother. <laughs> um, 
So on the competition floor, it's like that's the only time when we are, you know, you're going to have a judge where it, it, it becomes there's no training in mind. We're done. It's game time. And we're like, I need to do whatever I can do to get a faster time. So if that's, you know, my set of chest bar, it's like, hey, go to go to singles because it's like that's going to save you more time because you're going to burn out. Yes, that's absolutely appropriate. Kevin, just freaking pick it up and do it once and set it down and pick it back up. Like, do what you can. That's absolutely appropriate. It's a competition that's different. We're trying to do our best, our absolute best on that workout as far as time or weight or anything like that goes, regardless of what stimulus we're getting from it. At that point, when you're competing, we don't care about the stimulus of the workout or the stimulus of the competition. You care about performance. So whatever you can do to maximize performance, that's what you're going to do on game day. You know, you're not a quarterback practicing throws during the freaking Super Bowl. It's like you better know how to throw the ball and you better know how to do it under pressure. Otherwise, it's going to show. Same thing with competition. So bringing, bringing that all around, if you're coming into the gym every day with a competition mindset after everything we've talked about, think about what that's going to do to you as an athlete or even a competitor or if all I'm doing is focusing on trying to beat a number, trying to beat a person, trying to beat my old time, whatever that is. What's up? Um, (laughs) Courtney doesn't want to be on the podcast. I am not doing myself any favors and I'm not going to get better. There's a good chance I'm just going to be pretty stagnant um, or get worse because my body's going to start to break down because I'm pushing it past limits that should be necessary. So when we walk in the door every day, our mindset should be, I'm here to train. I'm here to train, to practice and train. Like when we're in the gym, that's what we're here for. We're not competing every day. So you're here to practice and train. That should be the mentality. So when you look at a workout like Karen and you're like, oh my God, I hate wall balls. And there's 150 of them. Training would be, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to stick with 15s today. I'm going to go 10 sets of 15. And if that means you're resting longer than you want to rest and you know you probably could have got a better time if you would have stuck with 10s or 5s, that's okay because you're in the mentality of, you know what, I'm, tr- I'm trying to make myself better by going slightly outside of my comfort zone. That's the mentality of the gym is we should be training most of the time, rarely ever competing. Otherwise, you're going to get worse. Your body's going to break down. Your times aren't going to get better. And the only one that's going to care at the end of the day is you yep. because... When it comes down to it, nobody cares about the whiteboard to a certain extent. Um, like, it, it's not going to matter, you know, like I, even a month from today, like we're not going to remember today's workout and what we got and who beat who. Like, I'm not going to remember any of that. So Quite frankly, no one notices the people that are at the top, but they'll notice if you're a consistent athlete and you start dropping off, people will notice that, right? So when, when you reach that point, people kind of go, man, what's going on with Gobbs? He used to be top level athlete. I don't know what his scores were, but he was good. Now he's kind of middle of the pack or, or lower. What's going on? Well, is he overtraining? Is he hitting the wrong stimulus? Like, is he not taking his rest days? Like, all that stuff couples into making an athlete. Absolutely. So we just we have to be smart about our practice and training, and we have to be humble enough to take a step back to be able, you know, like, hey, yes, I can RX the workout, but not very well. I'm not, I'm not very good yet. Um, so instead I'm going to scale and that takes a huge ego check. And sometimes that's what we need to do. And sometimes I need to do it or any good athlete needs to take a workout and just be like, Hey, I don't feel good today or that's too much weight or what have you. Or I'm not very good at that movement. You know, the workout has freaking 
rounds of 10 muscle ups, well, that's just going to take me forever. So then it becomes instead of, all right, let's just our exit and sacrifice all this time. It's like, well, then let's just scale it and work on something that's going to make you better at muscle ups. Like, well, and don't make the assumption that scaling doesn't mean easier. Scaling in a lot of cases means harder, hurts more. You're able to move faster. You're able to get more reps in that AMRAP. You're able to finish quicker. If you're scaling appropriately, it can, your, the stimulus is achieved. You're actually working at a higher intensity than not scaling and you get what you want out of that workout. Absolutely. In, intensity is key and it yeah. gives us such good results. And if we can maintain high intensity, that's what we're going for in our workouts. So check the ego at the door. Don't turn your workout. You don't turn your Metcons into strength workouts. That's not the point. That's not when we do strength, right? Keep it a Metcon. And that's why coaches are here is, you know, if you need a little advice, like, hey, I was thinking about doing 155. Like, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? Well, if I know your numbers, then I can kind of tell you, well, hey, let's go a little lighter and let's go unbroken. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's training. Yeah. So, and, oh, and I'm not very good at, you know, butterfly chest bars. Okay, well, let's keep it in small sets and just practice threes. Or practice your butterfly. Well, how's your butterfly kip, kipping pull-up? Well, not very good. Well, let's step back and work on that. And then when we get that, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move forward. So, wrapping it up. Practice, then train. Lastly, compete. Not very often. All right, if we're looking for a percentage, I'd say we want to be practicing about 20% of the time. Training, I don't know, like, that's a higher number, so... Maybe well, like, yeah, 65, 70%. 70, 75 even. Yeah, yeah and then compete often. competing five. Yeah, if yeah. even that, like yeah, rarely yeah. competing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say like one-thirds practice, close to two-thirds training, and then the barely remainder of that is actually competing. Right? If you can actually follow that, you're going to have a ton of success. You're going to see leaps and bounds happening in your performance and your training because you're finding more efficient ways to do movements than your competitors. So when, when it comes game time, you're just better at moving than they are. And then you'll win. And your mentality's stronger. And then you'll win. Rocket! What about what? Um, what would your opinion be on... Uh, like, I've I seen this at the last comp, like, uh, last weekend at Battle for Mile High. Uh, some of the athletes did the individuals um competition the first day and then they returned and did the team competition the second day um what's what was my opinion uh, we can talk about our opinion i think that's a terrible idea um and it well okay it's not a terrible idea so it's it's a terrible idea if you're walking into that those both of those competitions with the mentality of i want to do well or i want to win terrible idea right you should do one one or the other because it's like your performance on the next day is going to suffer tremendously from what you did the day before because you've just put a ton of stress on your body, central nervous system. It's just not going to perform the same as if you were fresh. So if your goal is I want to win these or I want to do really well, peace out, Alex, um, is a terrible idea. Now, that being said, so a two-day competition is not unheard of, right? They, they exist. People can compete two days in a row. However... As Gob said, you're going to be a lot better on day one than you are on day two. Now, if as a gym, your goal is to win the competition, and if Gob's tired on day two is still better than me completely fresh on day two, 
and we're trying to win, then, then use Gobbs. And then Gobbs needs to know that his practice and his training for the next few days after are going to suffer because he's going to have to take some downtime. Be aware of that. Don't compete two days in a row and then show up Monday morning going, all right, I'm ready for my next session, right? That's, that's stupid. Um, but know your limitations. Some athletes are very good endurance athletes that can do this kind of stuff for two or three day comps and be okay. Bridget would have no problem with that. But if I wouldn't do that, I'd be, I'd be spending the next three days recovering and that's probably not worth it. We have to decide what your goal is. Is your goal here to be on the podium and that's all you care about, which is what Gops talked about earlier, that's competing. And if your only goal for the year was to win battle for mile high, then you should be doing that. But if your goal is, I want to make it to regionals next year and come out of the open, that's the bigger picture. Put everything else on hold. This is not competition season. This is training season. This is practice season. So know what your goal is and work towards that goal. Absolutely. Be smart. Have smart goals. We went over that in our, in our older podcasts. Right? Be smart about your training, about your goals. Right? Train smart if you want to get good, if you want to get better. If you want to move better, if you want to put off the nursing home, promote longevity, train smart. Look cool with your shirt off. That's right. Yeah. You can go pick up some couches. All right. Well, like I said, we're trying to keep this one a little shorter. We're at about half an hour, so I guess that's short for our podcast. Um, I could talk all day on this type of stuff. We'll probably have another podcast on uh, something that we discussed today, just a little bit more in depth. Um, specifically, uh, I do know. Our next one could uh, be just talking about integrity um, during workouts and at the gym and in life in general and how that transfers over. Um, so that's something else to talk about. But for now, I think we're good. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll see you in the workouts. Three, two, one, go. I'll be practicing and training. Okay. <laughs>